A gentle revolution has been happening in the training of scientists who specialise in public health, and there are far-reaching implications for fighting and preventing diseases around the globe. Students now study with the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine whether or not they can be in the school building, and a party was given recently to celebrate the achievements of the latest graduates who live in many different countries. With London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, you are free to go on, on, on the net to ask questions and so on, and you get your reply almost immediately. Your assignment and so on, you get a feedback, which is very good. And now, what makes it even most exciting is that you take your study at your own pace, you are working, earning money, and at the same time reading. I know it's quite challenging, but it is possible, and the results are good. I'm satisfied. I'm happy. I think it's an excellent opportunity for anyone who hasn't got the time to come to London and who wants a degree that can enhance himself and enhance his career. I think it's an excellent choice anyone can make to come over here. Actually, it has given me a broader perspective. It has made me become organized and disciplined as well because uh, combining work, study and family plus social issues, it wasn't really easy, but I found that I could do it within the span of time and organize myself to be able to cope with all the other sides of my life and come out uh, with, a, with a degree. Essien Lois, Vincent Ukachuku and Hassana Adamu from Nigeria, all graduates of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine's Distance Learning Programme. It's been going for just 12 years, but thousands of students have qualified with full diplomas and degrees. I asked the school's director, Andy Haynes, why he thinks this new approach to learning is so important. The distance learning programme has really become central to our mission because it's opened the door to many people who would like to study at the school but can't give up the time or don't have the money to come to, to London, can't leave their families or for whatever reason want to stay um, in their current location. And this has really uh, been, I think, a tremendous stepping stone for many of them into uh, expanding their career, deepening their knowledge, and uh, has enabled them to undertake high-quality education whilst remaining in their current environment. Now, internationally, there are all sorts of aims, like, for instance, the Millennium Development Goals. How do you see the school's distance learning program as helping to fulfil those? Well, many of the development goals, including the, the Millennium Development Goals, are, of course, um, underpinned by the need for more resources, more human resources, to actually deliver uh, and develop many of these um, interventions. So uh, I think the sort of distance learning that has been undertaken here at the school is really a crucial element of any strategy to scale up um, effective interventions in low-income countries. And the fact that we can have a student body of uh, students from 120 or so different countries, ranging from some of the poorest to some of the richest, I think uh, demonstrates that we can cater for a, really quite a diverse range of requirements through this programme. Andy Haynes. Just before I went to the celebration that was held incidentally at the London School, I asked the Dean of Studies, Sharon Hutley, what was happening. 
Well, we've got today a collection of both our distance learning graduates who successfully completed the course last year and some of our current students. And we're bringing them together to celebrate their achievements and also to, as a prelude to the event that we have tomorrow, which is our Diploma Day, when the graduates will receive diplomas for completing their courses. Can you describe the success of the programme so far? How many students do you now have? Well, we have almost 2,700 students involved. The programme has grown beyond our wildest expectations. Um, It seems to have been very successful and attracted a lot of new students into the school. It hasn't diminished the number of students that are coming to London to study. Instead, it seems to have opened up to a completely new audience. And that's great because it's enabled the school's teaching to reach a much wider base than we could ever hope to achieve here in London. Now, if you're a potential student who wants to study public health, can you explain to me what what you think is the best reason for enrolling in these courses? Well, what we find from our students is that there are many reasons why they choose to undertake study by distance learning rather than coming to London. And a lot of those are very practical reasons, such as not being able to leave their jobs or their family. There may be financial costs involved for coming to London. And so there are a good many reasons why people find it preferable to study at a distance. It's probably more challenging because many of those things that people can suspend when they come to London for a year carry on happening when you're studying by distance. So you carry on with your job, your family life and so on. So it provides many challenges to people. But equally, studying alongside working is a very effective way of learning. And people often comment to us that they really enjoy being able to implement immediately what they've learned in their professional life. Sharon Hutley, our host at the London Party. But what did students think about distance learning with the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine? It has been very useful to me, especially in my work. You know, I work as a research officer. Formerly, I just used to collect data and then I end there. But now I'm able to carry on with some analysis. That helps me with the report writing. It's helping me a lot in my research work. And now I have further plans of studying for a PhD. And it will enable me to do more research that will inform policy, that will help promote the health of Ghanaians. It's really been great for me coming from sub-Saharan Africa where that's much in terms of infectious diseases AIDS, malaria, TB and coming from sub-Saharan country where I work on the malaria vaccine trial OutSS, it's really been great for me being a Commonwealth scholar because the MS infectious diseases course has opened much more avenues in terms of new knowledge in terms of diagnostics, immunology and other areas which previously I never had much information or knowledge about. It's really been great for me and I've learnt a lot. Commonwealth scholars Barbara Ockran and Kafui Kwasi Jassi. After the party and the graduation that followed it at the weekend, one of the London-based graduates, Tim Shand, gave us his reactions. I think the amazing thing about the graduation last Saturday was that you see people from all over the world coming together to to, to graduate in London and to, to celebrate their achievement. And I think one of the great things about the school is its international reach. What you see through the distance learning program is people studying, I think, in as many as 150 countries now. And often when people are, are working as clinicians or you know public health professionals full-time in, the, in their own context, perhaps don't have easy access to a local university. I met people um, on Saturday who live in very rural areas of, of their own countries. 
I think distance learning really gives people a chance to not only improve their understanding on certain issues, but to engage with a, a world-class institution such as the, the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And I think there's a direct benefit from those courses which they study to their local community and, and people you know, connect with each other, particularly you know, fellow students, but also students connect with um, alumni of the school. And there is a, a large network, as I mentioned, of people out there we do have a connection with the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and it's very easy to, to engage with them and so I think it, it is directly beneficial to, to the community and I think people will, will take that learning and, and apply it to the work that they do and hopefully address the, the, the challenges that those of us who work in, in public health you know, are facing and want, you know, and want to do something about like global inequalities like the need to improve um, and meet our international development and meet our, our Millennium Development Goal target. So I think it really is a great way to kind of build the next generation or, or the current generation of people who are trying to, to prevent a disease and, and an illness. Tim Shand, who works for the International Planned Parenthood Federation. The guest speaker at the party was one of Africa's pioneers of health research. This is how Sharon Hutley introduced him. It's my pleasure now to introduce our guest speaker, Dr. Fred Binker. I first met Fred about 20 years ago when he was running a major trial of vitamin A supplementation investigating the impact on child mortality and I had the privilege to spend a short period of time working out in northern Ghana with Fred on that trial. Since that time Fred has gone on to many great and good things and he's probably going to reflect on a couple of those when he speaks to you but I will just say that one of the reasons that he's here today is that tomorrow he's going to receive a very prestigious medal, the Ronald Ross Medal, in recognition of his outstanding contributions to tropical public health. Fred's very well known here at the school. He knows many people here, and he's got lots of interesting stories, only a few of which I'm sure he's going to tell you in the, in the few minutes that he has. But let us welcome Fred Binker and congratulate him on his trip. Professor Fred Binker gave an inspiring talk about his own experiences as a student of health science. He explained how he had to deal with both criticism and praise, but he encouraged us to believe that you can achieve everything if you go for it. When he was back home in Ghana a few days later, I asked him by telephone what he thought was valuable about being able to study without physically being present in the university building. The distance learning program is fantastic. I mean, if you are somebody like me who started work in a field setting, uh, you would really have loved to have had this program going on years ago because you are in an environment where you are undertaking research and you are working on projects, but you actually cannot leave what you are doing to go to school and to improve on your knowledge. But you need the school training for your future career prospects. So this distance learning provides a great opportunity to, while undertaking your projects, to be able to uh, also acquire uh, uh, the training and the degree. And I think that was the sum of the experiences of all those who were there. Uh, they were really thrilled to have had to be able to graduate and to have a degree, but it comes at a cost. They really had to put time aside to be able to do their studies and 
to earn their qualifications. Now, you have many achievements behind you in your research work in Africa. What would you say to some of these recent graduates and, and to other people who are thinking of doing such a distance learning program? Do you have any words of encouragement? Yes, I think they have had the best of uh, opportunities. I can assure them that the materials that they've used in the distance learning are far superior than the face-to-face -face learning. Uh, people really have to sit down and develop those materials. The quality is excellent, and they've had some of the best training they, they, they will ever get. What would have been useful if there were centers where they could go maybe once a month to meet somebody and have some clarification on issues? And I think that is what the research centers will have. Secondly, I think this is not the end. They need to build on what they've just done, and the sky is the limit. They should go on to do a, a master's level. Most of them have done that. They should go on to do a PhD, and they will find that these opportunities will uh, improve on their career prospects. Do you think it's possible, really, to make a, a, a big impact with a, a distance learning program like this to the health of people in resource-poor settings all over the world? Definitely so. First of all, look at the numbers that are involved. I mean, we're talking about five to ten times the numbers that are able to go into face-to-face into -face learning. With distance learning, the number builds up, so you have many more people. And remember that those who get motivated to go into distance learning are already providing services, and you can only improve on their services with their training. They find uh, an improvement in their career prospects, and they improve on their services. There's no doubt about that, and I think the future definitely is in distance learning. Fred Binker, Dean of the University of Ghana's School of Public Health, and some more comments from graduates attending the celebrations in London. It was a dense course, very challenging, but then I, I enjoyed it. I found it very interesting, and it has opened my eyes and uh, given me more confidence as a health professional. Uh, so I enjoyed it. On the whole, I had a very rewarding experience. Uh, it enabled me to do post-grad studies, and without this distance learning part, I wouldn't have done it because, um, I mean, I have a, a very tight uh, schedule for my life, and um, I, it just, I feel like it's tailored for me. I can study whenever I want and whatever I want in, in my own pace. Well, I have found a lot of different areas in our program where we could do some uh, education and some research and things, and I've found areas where we could make improvements with our program. And it's a really broadened my perspective um, on public health. That was Lise Vallister from Canada, and before her, first was Rose Mafiana, who's working in Oman, and then Inas Nouer, based in Cairo. For Audio News from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, I'm Peter Goodwin.